0: We want you to become an honorary Gosling. Join us. You'll get exclusive access to conversations and content that would otherwise get us banned from social media. Plus, you'll get free digital downloads of some of our books and selective writings. And check this out. You'll get to participate in our live monthly Discord chat and more if you join our exclusive Patreon following that we like to call The After Party. It only costs $5 a month, which is basically a cup of coffee, and it helps us make the show better. We love you guys and can't wait to see you there. Become an honorary goslings at patreon.com forward slash the goslings and sign up today. Your local writers group is crap. Stop burning off your free time in the presence of introverted do-nothings. Instead, Join the Goslings Writers Group livestream and podcast. The Goslings. A digital gang for writers. Writers who actually write stuff, who use typewriters. Writers who name their pit bulls Hemingway. Writers who write all the people who've ever offended them into their stories, then murder the shit out of them. The Goslings. We don't always act pretentious, but when we do, we wear fucking ascots. Welcome to The Goslings. Write like a man. Typewriter. Greetings, everyone. Hello, everyone. I am Nick. And I am Jonathan. We are the Goslings. And you join us today. We'll begin with our toast. Take up the broken sword of your father.
1: And strike down the darkness. Cheers. Cheers. You know it's a pretty groovy background music like we could probably just let Why that you roll like for I
0: know. i'm tempted to <laughs>
1: you ever tempted just to like let it roll and see how long how long it lasts you know how long we can milk it for you know i can
0: milk it actually pretty far out yes. and i can play it on a loop but i dare not do that to to you and our listeners we but are, i love it
1: we're all like one step away from just having like perpetual background music and that's free you know? music from Copyright the loop,
0: youtube yes. library right there and i was like yeah. All right, this is mine. I own this now. Infringible you won't find it anywhere else on YouTube. Yeah. That's great. Well, um, man, we are excited today. Yeah, uh, yeah. We have uh, a, a, a wonderful guest. Uh, I've been uh, following her on Instagram for a while, and yeah. I'm so impressed. It's funny. I, I Most of my stuff on Instagram is about typewriters yeah. and our guests, and I started seeing these amazing posts, these beautiful machines yeah. of this lady who – She's an accomplished author, yeah, and uh, she has this love of typewriters. I'm like, I've got to meet her, yeah, I've got to meet her. And she was gracious enough fashion designer, yeah, award winning author, yeah, award winning author, photographer, oh, phenomenal photographer, photographer, and yeah, uh, yeah, fashion designer, uh, mom of three, yeah, and typewriter aficionado yeah
1: she's like the renaissance woman of
0: yeah you know of the writers age. yeah yeah
1: yeah it's pretty awesome
0: so uh let's bring her on ladies and gentlemen yeah. right now without the, further ado we,
1: without further ado
0: the one and only Please. natasha rawls hey natasha hey
2: natasha guys hey, doing hey everybody
0: how, how about
2: you i'm all right doing great
0: good we are so glad you joined us look at yeah. those typewriters well at least that one. Oh
3: my gosh oh yeah beautiful right here he's the rock star this is mr roman um, I call him that, you know, of course, he's a um, secretarial,
2: um,
3: oh, wow. so, um, of course, he's my little sticker machine, because I <laughs> try getting all the paint off, you know, I work on them, too. I <laughs> so noticed that. Yeah, know, the paint off of them.
0: but... You actually do your own typewriter repairs?
3: Yes, yes, I do. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah, I have to, you know, because the next closest people to me are two and a half hours and three hours away, so...
1: Okay. Yeah. There's you know. Nashville typewriter. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Kirk mm-hmm. up here and he's even, he's like on the North end of Nashville. And then I yeah. think the only other guy that I was able to find was, uh, down in Alabama, I think maybe around mm-hmm. Birmingham. So, yeah. so do you, um, are you going to eventually, or do you already repair typewriters for other people like on a customer basis? Or is it just for you?
3: Actually, I've done it remotely. Like people have really? reached me on Instagram to yeah. help them um Work on their typewriters. They see that that I have the same model that they do, and yeah. they will um, say, "Hey, what about this spring? Where does it go? You know, and this and that." Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. try and see. So I've helped people remotely so far, yes. But no okay. one around me owns a typewriter. Or if they do, they're not into it to that effect. They're trying to sell it, not fix it. <laughs> <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, if you ever got into like full-fledged like the typewriter repair business, it's a it's a starved yeah. market. I mean. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. I, 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 I
3: mean, question. I can do it for you. Yes, sir. Um The only thing I don't do, um, and I know this is a good part of the market when it comes to the carriage wheel. I haven't done that, you know, repairing really? carriage wheels. Now, mm-hmm. I have done the carriage straps, strings. That's important, too, because most of the machines that don't work, that's the reason. They're broken. The straps mm-hmm. are broken. And the yeah. rest probably just need some oil in, something like that. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. the majority of the reason why. And I can do that. I can definitely help with that. Yeah, and cleaning know. and uh, taking the gunk out, all the, all
1: that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that seems to be a lot of what it is—is is just like knocking the gunk off, because mm-hmm. most of these things they've sat in basements or attics for what I mean, decades. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and most people, their grandkids or their great grandkids, fish them out and start typing on them mm-hmm. and fall in love with them, and then something breaks. <laughs> you know, because it hasn't mm-hmm. had any TLC in mm-hmm. decades. Where, and, uh, where
0: did you find Mr. Rona?
3: <laughs> Mr. Rona's story <laughs> is. Um, was it? It was Facebook Marketplace. And um, I saw it. I was like, oh, okay, And it look, of course, the picture looks better than you know, when you get up there and see the thing. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. I love the mustache. I love the mustache on the carriage return.
3: Thank, mm-hmm. you, thank you. Yeah, he works great too. Don't let the looks fool you. He can do it. All. He, he's <laughs> got you it know.
1: where it counts. I like him already. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. But I got him from that and um, they had him on the porch ready for me to pick it up. It was 40 bucks It's below my um, budget. So yeah. I, um, picked it up and I was like, okay, this is going to be a project.
2: <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> so I put it in my car and brought it home, scrubbed it, cleaned it, made sure the inside was running good. Cause really that's the most important part to me. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. I don't break my machines down completely and do all that, but yeah. I, I, just want to make sure that the inside sprayed out with spider from spiders and stuff like that. Cause I've had spiders happen. Ooh. Um, yeah. But, um, with him, uh, like I was saying, I kept scrubbing, and the more I scrubbed, the more paint came off. Mm-hmm. And so oh, I yeah. said, no,
2: no. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> We're just going to put stickers on you and be mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. you So it's the-
0: like a uh, green key. So it's desk obviously a secretariat model. Uh, yeah, is, But with 100. the green plastic keys, that's a 50s model? in 1951
3: okay. From okay. the database, yes. That's okay. Wow. That's and
0: awesome. uh, have and you? you that
3: they don't have another 51. Like it's not listed. I, mine was the first 51 listed.
1: Really? Wow. Because
3: you know, there uh, so was cool. a guy on the Instagram comments in there. If you'll see, um, he said, um, "I don't think he has a 1951 on the list. I don't think he does." Now, so I went ahead and put mine in there as the only 51 model. So, okay, <laughs> cool, you know?
2: man.
0: That's awesome. Well, I would love to throw some questions to you. Of course, you've. You've uh, created this wonderful work, uh, Abandoned North and South Memphis was yeah. Left Behind where you. Uh, you have you have a fascination with exploring abandoned places. yeah, yes. and uh, you go in, you take these amazing pictures, you try to learn about the story, why are they abandoned, what happened, who lived here, so forth. And you put together this really great synopsis of some really interesting places uh, in the Memphis in the Memphis area. And so a lot of my questions kind of revolve around that. But I also have questions specifically about typewriters and and, and so forth. Um, my first question is, of all the abandoned places in your book, which one did you find gave you the most inspiration for writing?
4: Oh, yeah.
3: Um, that was the St. Thomas Catholic Church. Um, the St. Thomas Catholic Church is that one uh, with the big circle. I don't know if you remember. It's a big old circle in the middle mm-hmm. of the uh, top of the building. Mm-hmm. And I shot there the other day um, a model a couple well for two days now I've shot a model there recently um, and so that is a very inspirational um, place for me artistically and as far as writing too I I dug so much into that building and um, at first I was only able to take external pictures of it I wasn't able to get in right but then my buddy Mark Harbin I hope he's watching. um, He goes in there with me, you know, if it wasn't for him, that book wouldn't have been, you know, possible, really, because um, he's from Memphis. You know, I'm not originally from here, but I've always had an obsession with abandoned places and stuff like that. But we'll get into that later. But well, whenever. (laughs) Where are you um, from originally? Little Rock, Arkansas. Arkansas? Okay, cool. cool. And um, so he went up there one day and found out that it was open and I had already sent all the pictures to the publisher. And um, I said, it's open, it's open. So I had to run down there and um, take pictures of it real quick. And I, sent, I said, hey, may I please send you these pictures? You're going to want these. And she was like, yes, but go ahead. I, a certain way I had to send it because they had already started the, the process. So I sent it to them and um, it's it's in there. And it's, that's the best one. I That's my favorite out of all of them and most inspirational. Yes. Awesome. Uh, have you been back
1: there multiple times?
3: Oh, Yeah. Oh yeah! Yeah. Um, Yesterday was the the last time I was there. Just yesterday, I was shooting a model, and (laughs) my D500 camera stopped working. Just stopped. And then the other camera—this is kind of the paranormal thing, sort of. But and the other camera started like over and over again by itself. So it's some weird stuff yesterday. (laughs) 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 But um, I I love it. I mean, that's you know that that building is really useful in a lot of ways.
0: That's awesome. That. Until, until, uh,
3: until the owner figures out that we use it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was one thing I was kind of curious about. Do you mean like... the
1: Pope? <laughs>
0: <You're
3: right>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, my boyfriend said that the other day. He said, How can you own a church? Because, um, yeah. again, Mark Arbin called the owner at one point, because he's, well, this guy who says he's over it or owns it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Well, he doesn't really want people going here because there's a lot of bird poop and stuff. Mm. <laughs> he doesn't want to be responsible for the. You know, because you know what bird poop does to you. Yeah, it um, can uh, cause
0: some kind of disease. You mentioned that yeah, in the
3: book. Yeah. And you can die from it. Yeah. I, I knew a lady whose husband died from it. So, um, oh, wow. But mm-hmm. that didn't scare me out because I went on. <laughs> no, it and- doesn't. <laughs> good
1: for you for that tenacity. Yeah, he
3: usually went in there. So, you know, um, so he, he calls himself the owner. We don't know. Okay, really. uh-huh. He's three hours from here. So, you know you what? Go in good and enough.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You know, and he's probably not watching this. Uh, so, yeah we're probably uh, whatever we're all yeah. right <laughs> so whatever um well that's a that's the tough part about that kind of thing is you know do you do you risk it or do you uh you know ask for forgiveness rather than permission or do you try and seek out people and provide waivers you know mm-hmm. uh is each case kind of different or do you have like a standard mo that you kind of run off of well,
3: my mo is we don't break in we don't do breaking and entering um that's why you know when in the first place when it wasn't available to open I, we weren't going to break down. I was like, we're just going to be satisfied with the pictures that we have, which are amazing mm-hmm. anyway, because yeah. the place has been sitting there and no one spray painted it. I mean, it's just beautiful. Nobody's done anything you know, disrespectful to it. If anything, mm-hmm. they added a piano, I mean, well, an organ, and they mm-hmm. added a Bible, and they added, yeah. I mean, you'll see the pictures on my Instagram. They added stuff to the church did see that.
1: It's, yeah, it's beautiful. Those are really good pictures, by the way. Um Yeah, it was with a male model, right? On top of the piano. Yeah, yeah I remember yeah, seeing that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We didn't add that stuff. Somebody already had put that in. Yeah. Well, we got it's so there. bizarre. Wow. Very bizarre, yeah.
0: Interesting. Well, getting back to the paranormal part of
1: this. <laughs> yeah. There are two um, things that tickle Nick's fancy. Typewriters and creepy ghost stories. Yeah, yeah. They really did. <laughs>
2: But, it, mm-hmm. but it's interesting, you know,
0: abandoned places, right? So you, there are a couple, uh, and like there's the um, the old brick church, which is the first one you mentioned in the book,
3: mm-hmm. which
0: was a Civil War hospital. And yes. every time I hear Civil War hospital, like bells start going off. Mm-hmm. Oh, I gotta ask about the paranormal. Yeah, and then us the,
1: being in south south of Nashville, like dude, it's all over the place yeah, down here. Yeah,
0: you know. big time. And then there's the um, the Firestone Building. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were going to put that, uh, that that youth, youth uh, golf course on it, and they started the construction. They found all these tunnels and catacombs. Mm-hmm. and things.
2: Yeah.
0: And I'm like, man, and these are like the first two that you mentioned in your book. And then <laughs> there's some other creepy ones, like the house with the TV with the word die spray painted. I mean, just some crazy stuff.
3: Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I said, I got to use that. I actually used that in the photo shoot, but you'd have to go to my um, artistic nude page to see that. So Okay. Yeah.
0: okay. Yeah. yeah. So let me ask you a question. Do you? Well, first of all, do you believe in ghosts or the paranormal?
3: I do believe in the paranormal. Okay. Um, I've seen um, where the, the black images of, you know, the black, uh, what do you call those? The apparitions? Shadow people. Word? Um, shadow people, yeah. yeah. Um, one approached me at night. Y'all don't think I'm crazy, but I don't care. because Paul not I've um, seen them. Uh, they, okay, it was in this room. Okay. I was asleep. It was like two or three in the morning, maybe. And I opened my eyes slowly and this thing was in my face like this and it was moving yep, yep. it was moving like that and i mm-hmm. thought it was a person broke in the house cuz my daughter wouldn't do that she would just wake me up and say mama mama or something mm, right yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The thing was hovering in my face mm-hmm. and i just started punching i just started punching <laughs> at it i just <laughs> <laughs>
1: for you natasha i just started
3: punching and it disappeared and that's really? for real i mean um recently my um aunt, mm. my aunt um Geraldine had that, so I don't know if that was her. I'm poor Geraldine. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, Geraldine. Yeah. If
2: that was you, that <laughs> don't sneak up on me like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, um, you know, Ring my... the
1: doorbell next time, Grandma. Come on.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and then my, my daughter sadly um, earlier this year she lost her father to COVID. Oh, I'm sorry. Ooh, sorry family. to hear that. Yeah, and so before he passed though because we had a feeling that was going to happen because he you know sadly you know, um she saw a, a dark apparition in her room and mm. um and even before that she was having date she was having dreams of him passing before he did
2: mm, really oh
3: so, and and i sometimes have those things but i don't talk about them much i tell paul and then paul be like you was right you said that and <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but, wow, I mean, man. that's a tough thing to talk do, about because yeah. like
1: you have to be so so guarded about who you open up to about stuff like that yeah. because it's, it's, it's the kind of thing because yeah,
3: they're cuckoo or they yeah, want you crazy before, you know so you don't know yeah. where yeah. you go yeah
1: yeah, yeah. but it, but it's almost like a, a weird like canary in the coal mine or, or secret handshake or signal for other people who have had that stuff because mm-hmm. once you mention it anybody else who's had that happen to you you automatically will connect with mm-hmm. you know yeah. they will come find you at the dinner party.
0: You know, like you
1: had that happen, I had that happen too. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah, Yeah. that's that's real, you know. So, have you ever had any um
3: read tarot cards back in the day? I used to do tarot cards, and I did them. Oh, okay. And um, I stopped because each thing I predicted came true. Each, and I said, No, no, I'm not doing it anymore because the last Mm -hmm. one I won't find a death card, you know, and that's why I quit. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I was going to ask you why uh, most of the time when people encounter stuff like that, it's because uh, and, and Nick and I, both being Christians, we talk about this a lot. It's kind of because you're on the the spirit realms radar. There's yeah, know.
0: something kind of puts you on. You're that, no longer that realm neutral. of awareness.
1: You're yeah. And so I was going to ask you, you know, what was it that uh, that you think maybe put you on that radar? Do you think it was your involvement with tarot that maybe
3: opened that door? I think it was before that. Yeah. Um, I was a kid. I'll tell you something strange about me. And, you know, everybody, everybody knows. Cool. I like That's kids. what we're all about, Natasha. <laughs> Hit me with it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, um, when I was a kid, since I was a kid, I always liked dead old actors. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't like the guys that were on, in the soap operas, you know, and, mm-hmm. the, and the guys that were in the movies lately, you know, and all that. They had all these posters of, whoever was hot back in the eighties, who, who was that? Um, whatever hot guy was going on. They had oh, posters. Yeah, Tom of Tom
1: Selleck or, or Harrison Ford or Tom, Ford Cruz,
3: or that, yeah, you know? Tom And yeah. Prince, maybe Michael Jackson, um, ACDC and all uh-huh. that. I had people like Harold Lloyd, the, the, the silent actor on my wall. Um, yeah. I had Robert Montgomery, who, you know, an actor from the thirties who is the father of the Montgomery. I had him oh. all over the wall. Really? <laughs> no yeah and um i wrote uh when i was a kid i wrote this uh, i wrote a letter to harold lloyd as a kid now i'm a kid remember this i wrote a letter to harold lloyd and to my uh to uh, martin luther king this little note right and i stuck it under the microwave and um the next day or so i don't remember how long it took probably the next day um that i went to check for the letter and it wasn't there now it was far under underneath, underneath as I stuck it way under there. I don't know why I chose a microwave. To <laughs> <make it laughs> like waves, I don't know. But yeah, who knows? I chose a microwave, and my family didn't clean under there like that. I mean, they clean. It was clean, but it wasn't anything that we dusted regularly or anything yeah. like that yeah, because yeah. it didn't get dirty. My family, you know, kept a nice clean house, so yep, they yeah. wouldn't have checked. They wouldn't have picked it up. It was mysteriously gone. So I don't know. Hmm. Um, but I always had a thing for that, uh, miss, yeah, like, old actors who were already long dead. And my best friend, if she's watching, she knows, because I I've <laughs> a headache about it all the time. I used to travel down to the library in the bus, and we would take um, the money from my uncle. He kept, like, a bucket of quarters. So to catch the bus, I would go in his room and get some quarters, and we would catch the bus and go down there and print pictures, because back in those days, we didn't have a computer. You lucky kids you. Today, yeah. no computer, no printers, all that. They oh, yeah. don't <laughs> know anything I about the Dewey
1: Decimal and paying for photocopies. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I had to pay for all that stuff, and then um, yeah. Microfish. Borrowing got stuff you. on yeah. Microfish Yeah, about my old, my yeah. paper and stuff. So that's how. I guess I don't know if that's it or what. I mean, there's there is um, contact with spirit realm and all that. I do believe in that. Yeah,
0: yeah. How old How old were you uh, when you put the letter under the microwave? when You started noticing things yeah. happening,
3: um, well, your best guess maybe six, seven okay. ish. Okay, yes, yeah. yeah. I just remember yeah. um, my first crush, my first huge crush was Harold Boyd with those glasses. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, you
1: know what, though, there might be some sort of um correlation between analog tech and something regarding the supernatural. Mm. I mean, there's just it's it's all frequency it's all waves it's all you know you can like get pretty weird with it with like string theory and talking about like vibrations and sounds right you know so that actually that does not surprise me in a in a strange way
2: what
0: about uh what about in some of these abandoned places have you ever had any strange paranormal well let's get you mentioned your cameras uh, at St. Thomas Church, uh, what are some things that have happened or you've experienced while you were in some of these abandoned places?
3: Um, let me see what I put down because I wanted to. Hold on, I can say by memory. Through a porch once, I mean just stuff. I can tell you, um, I fell through <laughs> a porch. Um, that was great, but I didn't. It didn't stop me.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> were you going in or coming out?
3: Going in. Okay yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> right on. And cool. I still found a way cuz it was it was looking bad but I still did it. Um and so mm-hmm. I went through that and um I we were on the first floor of the tobacco factory we, well second floor I'm sorry second floor third we just had like four floors. It was either one of those middle floors we were walking and we felt an indentation. You know how you walk and you can feel the floor? Yeah. And we were like, oh, yeah. hurry up, hurry up, you know, get off this, this board or whatever you we were stepping on. And when I went below that floor later, we realized we were on a thin piece of wood. Like they could have just snapped if we had just jumped. Wow. It would have just snapped and we would have been 25 feet, you know. Oh, wow. Next level. Yeah. yeah. Man. And, um, let me think of one other thing here. Shadow I'm people sorry, and then
1: guardian angels, yeah. Then guardian angels, too. You know, like, yes, yeah, um, cracking particle board. <laughs> it
3: is, it was like a particle board, it really was. Wow. Um, and yeah, I, I told you about the camera stopped working yesterday,
2: yeah. Oh, and someone yeah.
3: stole my equipment, somebody stole my equipment in there once, and that was just that's not paranormal, that's just Bad idiots, you know, I, I had my back turned, we had left the little section where we were shooting. And um, came back, and my stuff was, a lot of my stuff was gone. And I was so mad because they took my changing room. You know, I had a, a, a changing room you have to send for. And um, so I was like, I was so mad. I said, I hope that thing exploded on them when they were trying to. It. <laughs> like one of those, like it's a portable it's changing stage. yeah. It yeah, it's a portable. Yeah. yeah. So, of course, these idiots that stole it, nine times out of ten, they don't know what they stole. So they, they probably opened it and it exploded on them. Oh, I hope no. they
1: yeah, I do, too. You know what? I'm with you, Natasha. Yeah. yeah. I
3: wrong, but, man, that hurt my feelings. And they stole my strobe. I had a, a strobe and everything. But they didn't steal any in cameras. I had my um, cameras yeah.
1: on. Yeah, you had your cameras on.
3: You. That, me. you mentioned
1: that in the book. I remember that.
3: That's mm-hmm. a pain that
1: really smarts, too. I remember uh, I had a, a Nikon F2 that I loved that was, like, from the 70s. A 35-millimeter yeah. manual SLR. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had it in a, a – yeah ammo can that i had like lined with foam and then so i could like all of my lenses and everything fit perfectly mm. in it and then i just like set it down one night in like a walmart parking lot in 2010 and i don't know what happened if i drove off without it or if it got stolen while i was putting the buggy back oh, it was man. gone and i have not seen it said uh. like, dude it, it really does like yeah that sort of thing like kind of just mm, right in the, mm. <laughs> right yeah, in the so chest me. a little bit i'm glad that it was, wasn't your cameras though
3: yeah, yeah I'm, me too. I was I was too smart for that one, but um, it, you know, <laughs> it's better than me. And um, we thank God we were at a financial, you know, ability to replace the strobe and that's stuff good. like that. But I mean, man, I hurt my feel. Even stole a little bag I had. I had gotten this purse from Target or Tarjay. <laughs> tarjay, that's what I call it. Yes. Tarjay. Yeah, <laughs> I had just that's what and they stole the bag. You know. And so yeah. I went back and immediately bought another one because that's how much I love that bag. They stole the bag and everything.
1: Oh yeah. man! Ooh. Yeah, that's what our ninety-four-year-old uh, British great aunt calls it too. Or Audrey. She Tar-Jay. Calls it Tarjay. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and home <laughs> <Depot>.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Another question about some of those little more hair-raising experience. Whether it's paranormal or not, just overall, what what do you think has been the scariest thing that's happened to you while you've been abandoning these places?
3: The scariest thing is knowing, I mean, to happen to me, I, I you know, it was after my stuff had gotten stolen. And um Mark actually went back there with a friend of his to help look for my things. I mean, they were head, you know, head forward going in there yeah. like we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And um, shoot, but they didn't, of course, whoever it was, they just drove off with it probably. But mm. um, the long story short is that knowing, because the friend knew at any time, there could be at least 10 people in there with us stealing copper, um, doing oh, all right. of stuff that we have no idea about. And that's true because we went into one floor of that tobacco building and somebody had a bag of, you know, a backpack was on the floor. And, of course, we got nosy. Like, why is this backpack just in the middle of the floor? Open it up. And it's like, why are you copper wrapped up? Oh, uh,
0: yeah. Well, yeah.
3: so At any minute, any time, could be at least 10 people in there. And I personally never saw those people. But they were there, evidently, because the man should turn your back. Something's going. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Mark, when he was in there before, he saw people in there, you know, with him. And the guy waved at him, he said, and he said, he waved back. And they went on well, that's the- a good the time, at least. <laughs> at least they're not like 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> but oh. I don't see anything exciting more than that i mean i've been rather blessed in in doing that i mean because i haven't good. run into any dead bodies i mean people who, who have written me said that you know up north they run into quite a few dead bodies in yeah. doing this because you know sadly you know they go the homeless are going there and live and it's like 20 degrees outside and they don't wake back up unfortunately mm-hmm. yeah so or um, people go in there and they overdose you know yes that's too. Yeah. yeah, but well, I had for done. you. Yeah, yeah, but I'm, you know,
1: um, I want to speak to your tenacity it. and your courage. Natasha. you, know, I mean, come on, that could happen at any time. so well, kudos you know, to you for like there was an aban- ahead. for yeah. for real. There
0: was an abandoned place that Jonathan and I went into. We were working mm-hmm. on a con- we were doing construction. We were on a we were renovating this old historic home,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it was an antebellum home. And uh, there's a crew of about maybe five or six guys and right next door to it the fussy duck no oh, the- <laughs> and right next door to it there was another antebellum home oh, that had been abandoned
2: yeah. and
0: yeah. it was it was condemned they it couldn't be yeah. they it was a historic landmark they couldn't destroy it but it couldn't be used for anything yeah, so it just had to sit it. as it was yeah. and uh the real estate the the company that owned that property also owned the one we were renovating oops excuse me and so uh we were curious, we just want to see the inside of it. So uh our oh, so Jeff, right. our boss, was able to talk to us like, Hey, do you mind if we just go in and look around and see what's inside this old house? So we went big inside. big
1: mistake, this- so dumb.
0: Dude, <laughs> so here you have six guys like holding each other.
1: Yeah. As we're like looking, yeah.
0: walking around, looking through this. It was all the suburbanite, like, you know, yeah. mid
1: thirties, <laughs> late thirties.
0: In the middle just- of you know, downtown cookies. Columbia, Tennessee. Yeah. yeah, But it was...
1: It We're was, like the lamest mystery machine crew ever. There's there's know? no
0: way I middle would go day. in there. Yeah, middle of the day.
1: And it's still creepy. And
0: yeah. there's no way I'd go in there alone or with just one or two other people. No yeah. way. It's yeah. how right. every
1: dumb horror movie starts, yeah. basically.
2: <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> you right. Know? That's right. We <laughs> went down
0: in the cellar for some ridiculous reason. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. it was I got it something about
1: that, yeah.
0: Every horror movie I'd ever just seen. Just to
1: prove we cool and tough. Right. You it, know.
0: It, which, and we're neither.
1: Yeah, neither. <laughs> yeah, we're dumb. <laughs> uh
0: But, you know, that was with like five or six guys. And we all stayed sure. real close. Mm, yeah. just <laughs> yes, you know, yes, a yes, yes. house.
1: Yeah, like is uh. close.
0: There was one room that I saw in the back. I I couldn't go in. I couldn't even go in. It just looked dark. It looked it looked, it looked wrong. Yeah. It just looked like something was well, just waiting for me. That's actually one of the me. reasons why we couldn't do it.
1: why we admire what you do because we've also we've done renovation projects on older buildings and like you find some creepy stuff when yeah. you go in, you know, like remember uh, at the Foster building that other building downtown Columbia where there was like this room upstairs on the second floor that uh, had like an old waterbed and a bunch of like old newspaper clippings Mm -hmm. plastered to the wall. Like it was just, it was like true detective kind of creepy.
0: (laughs) Well, Natasha, you mentioned, you you mentioned one, there was this uh, house that was sitting on like maybe 30 acres or something. And you only saw it because you could only see it from the road because it was winter and there were leaves on the trees. And you guys were able to get in this house and you discovered that whoever was there before had, like on the wall, there are like pictures of like uh, like uh, s- Nazi newspapers. Oh, yeah, or yeah,
2: yeah, that and had, then yeah, but
0: then mm-hmm. there was also like uh, a bunch of other stuff. Um, I can't remember what it was, but it was like yeah, totally opposite yeah. of what you'd expect. Yeah,
3: it had um, books about Angela Davis, you know, the civil rights activist back, in yeah, the it had cool. um, Nazi. And I even took some of the strips of film home. Like I, you know, kept some of it to see mm-hmm. what's on the film. You know, because I really wanted to know. Because I, I took, I did. I was doing film photography at the time, so I had yeah. the scanners and all that. So I took some rims, to, you know, some reels of film to see what was going on. And yeah, it was just people in a bar. I mean, it was no nothing exciting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, The Nazi uh, proper, uh, propaganda was out there in the in the yard, and when you go in, there was piles of African American history. Hmm. So really? I'm like, huh? What is like, going on? That's so, so
2: weird. That was there crazy. is a
0: story there.
3: Mm-hmm. Definitely, There's like two different households or something like that going on there. But let yeah. me tell you one thing about one house that we found that was paranormal. I almost forgot yeah. about this. Absolutely. Um, it um it was back in the day before I started doing any of this. Um, urbexing. I mean, it was just me and my friends, but we were Urbexing probably and didn't know it. You know, mm-hmm. and my <laughs> ex, who's the father of my two boys. Um, and, and it was another young lady that went with us and someone else It was like four of us. And we went into that, this house. that was down the street from the governor's mansion at the time. I wonder if Clinton was in there. I think Clinton was in there then. Um, Cause I, I was raised down the street from the governor's mansion where, when Clinton was down there. So um, long story short, we went inside this house, right. And it had raw iron doors, you know, like the burglar doors and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we went around looking. It was interesting. You know, we did that sort of thing. And it the tub had a dome over it. I'll never forget. It had this um, porcelain dome decoration. Really? On it. Yeah, it mm. was strange. And when we were ready to leave the house, we couldn't get out.
1: No way. We, not mm. get
3: out. Mm-mm. we had to scream and, you know, like somebody was passing by. we was like, please let us out. Please open the door. Whoa, <laughs> really? Like, how old were you when this was going on? Um, In my 20s. It had to be like 22. Oh, <laughs> and how many the, of you were before, there? Before, minute, it was before my kids. So it was like 21. i had to be 21. Yeah.
1: <laughs> how many of you were there
2: in
0: this It was group? four. Four of you? So four mm-hmm. of you go into this house. You're mm-hmm. in your 20s. You go into this Dude. house. So you're looking around, mm-hmm. and then you find the creepiest type of architecture and stuff yes. inside. You get yeah. a weird feeling, and you're like, I'm out of here. You turn around. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. locked in.
1: Yeah. You know, the it, yeah. leaves. It's like the event horizon of uh, you know.
3: <laughs> and we the only way wow. we can get out with I mean, because he tried because my, my boyfriend at the time, you know, he, he tried. He was like, We can't get out the windows, we can't, you know, he was gonna put something open, you know. No but way. yeah, I was like, No, 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 we don't want to do that. We yelled out the door, um, and oh. someone was walking by I was like, please, please, and looking at us crazy at first. It's like, Why are y'all begging to leave this house? Can't you just turn the <laughs> no, yeah, and get out. We couldn't get through that, so yeah, somebody had to let us out. Yeah. Were they oh, able
1: to easily let you out, or did they have to like break something outside? No,
3: they were easily cause... let us out. It's just one of those lock things, you know. They they let us, they just turn the thing and let us out.
1: And they're looking at you like you're crazy, and you're like, you don't understand. Yeah. Like you
3: don't we know. couldn't <laughs> leave. You it's, know? it's probably just one of those snap lock things where you, if you don't have a key, you can't. I mean, it was just weird. Right.
1: Maybe, but I don't know, man. That's yeah, that's it, still
3: and it being abandoned, it shouldn't have done that. You know, it shouldn't I don't Yeah, that seems the- like a liability, you know yeah. for anybody who, you know.
1: I mean that's a that's kind of the weird thing about uh about the way at least Tennessee law is written is you know, there are like uh squatters' rights and like trespassing mm-hmm. rights. Like uh we had that we had a similar situation where Uh, my family had a a 100 acre farm and there was an old dilapidated house and an old barn on it and they ended Mm. up tearing down the barn because they were afraid if somebody trespassed onto the property and it collapsed Mm. during a storm or something you know and the person in there if no matter who they were they were trespassing if they died then we could be sued for it Mm.
0: so they tore it out
1: I mean just crazy stuff like that so yeah yeah that's uh whatever
0: but that's a uh yeah that's a creepy experience (laughs) that type of thing happening where you go in you freaked out. You try to leave. You can't. You're locked in. Yeah. And it, it's kind of like the worst timeshare sales pitch ever. <laughs> it's easy to get in, but there's no way out. No way. Yeah. It was, alive. it
3: was a, it actually a very pretty house. It was a brick house. I think it's still there. Most likely it is. But I mean, somebody owns it now. You know, oh, to, it's at the time, so it was empty. Yeah.
0: Mm. And <laughs> was it like you see? You mentioned it was like a, it's like a wrought iron like handle yeah. or something. The doors were,
3: like burglar bars, burglar doors. Okay, gotcha. Yeah.
1: Isn't there, um, Natasha, you might be able to speak to this a little bit. Um, isn't there a correlation between uh, wrought iron and uh, keeping ghosts? out? Have you ever heard of this?
2: No, uh-uh.
1: Yeah. It's
0: yeah. a new thing, yeah. Well, I just heard of that uh, just a few weeks it's ago. It's kind like of like the
1: same thing with, like, silver and vampires. Like, there's a there's a reason Ooh, why a <laughs> lot of old graveyards have wrought iron is uh, is to keep the ghosts in
4: interesting it's you know, like
1: they can't pass the yeah it's i don't know where it came from it i don't know if it's edwardian or victorian or maybe even older than that
0: oh it's our friend adam in the uk that told us about that right
1: i had yeah. i think we had talked to him we about talked it, too. About yeah. it. Okay. yeah yeah all right um, anyways we still got a ton of questions so
0: i have i have a question speaking of those who have gone on before us okay <laughs> why do you love roger Moore so much yes we do <laughs> want to know this
3: <laughs> well, no, i mean we do you. too okay Well, um, cool. it's kind of embarrassing, but I mean, I've told the story a hundred times. I was, um, when I used to sew a lot, I'm sewing for for fashion shows, things like that. Um, I had an upstairs studio in this house in Little Rock. And um, it was beautiful. It was a wraparound window. I just missed that place. But uh, anyway, long story short, I was up there late late one night, it was around 10 o'clock, and I was watching, I love old 1960s television shows and stuff like that. So, His show came on The Saint. And I knew about Roger Moore from James Bond and all that, but he wasn't my favorite Bond. Sorry, Roger. Um, um, Sean was, you know. James Bond, he didn't really get me in there, you know. But one day I was watching it and The Saint came on and then he started talking, He broke the fourth wall and started talking to the television, or through the television. And I was like, who is that? Because he (laughs) looked so much younger, you know. It it didn't look like him to me. I didn't put them together and so yeah. um he you know i was like who is that what is this and next thing you know just looking at him and watching that show regularly he was the inspiration for my guy in this book who was the uh, uh the 15 year age that's how this book happened
0: okay
3: it was just from me looking at watching the saint and also awesome. the guy who is the one that the woman cheats on her husband with he's like Kind of like the guy he would play in some of his movies back in the day <laughs> before awesome. they were doing James Bond. So he was, uh, his name was Simon in the book, but, you know, like like Simon in the Saint. Yeah. In the mm-hmm. Saint, yeah. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I got a question for you. Uh, Walk Show Productions uh, request that I ask you about Mr. Ed.
3: Oh, I had, oh, that was <laughs> show too, as a kid. Oh, man. I had a crush on Wilbur. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was pretty uh, dapper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, actually dated fair. Marilyn Monroe for a second. He dated Marilyn Monroe. Back no, I'm in the kidding. Right, good for he him. Did. Alan Young. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You know, I like to too. I was huge into that. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah.
0: So, so, so Roger Moore. You yeah. mentioned him. I think I saw in one of your posts. You call him your male muse, which <laughs> I think is, is great. Is. Yeah. Which makes total sense because he was the inspiration for. It. Simon in the book. Yes. Uh, who would you say your female? If you had a female muse, who would it be?
3: Oh, That's a good question. Oh man, um, because my female muse—if you know—I had one for this story that I'm writing now. Oh, you know. Oh, yes. Um, okay, Alfred Hitchcock, the movie Marnie. Marnie. You know. I don't know if you haven't seen, seen that, that. No. It's about a clip—a woman who was, I guess. She was a kleptomaniac because she was molested as a child and stuff like that. So it was mm-hmm. a really interesting, like ahead of his time type of movie. And Sean yeah. Connery was the, the lead role. Um, so oh, He's got to watch it. Now.
0: I have to watch yeah, it. You
3: know. I do. Yeah. In it. It's, it's kind of not well known, but it, you know, it's really good. It's 1964. Okay. Um, the woman in it, her name is Tippi Hedren, the uh, lead that she was in The Birds, if you remember. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. 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 So she was The Birds um, lead actress. So she, again, um, is the woman who suffers the 15 year age in the book. Gotcha. Uh, She's uh, aged gotcha. in the book. Ava, yeah. And I drew this uh, picture. This is my original painting um, back from the, um, 1991, yeah. 92, maybe. And I still have it back there somewhere. But this is what Ava would look like.
0: You know, I forgot to mention that when we were introducing you, she's also a sketch artist. Really? Yeah. Uh
3: huh. You know,
1: it's so interesting. You are. You remind me um, of the polar opposite of something. I uh, there's a book that I learned about earlier today. Uh, never heard of it before. Uh, by Scott Adams called um, "Loser Think." And it talks about how um, there was and I actually I learned about it from uh, I think there was like a Sam Hyde video that I was watching about this. How it talked about um, how there are people who, especially in today's, you know, today's day and age, which is so it's so easy to just get by on technology and just exist, you know, Mm -hmm. that like you don't have to be good at anything. You don't have to like really develop anything. You can just float, you know, down the lazy river of life's current and uh and so there are these you know what you find is that the people who have uh high intelligence high IQ uh or whatever proclivity they have if they're masters at at something chances are that same sort of thought process will also work in multiple other fields mm-hmm. and it reminds me of you you're like the opposite of what scott adams is warning us about in loser think you're Kind of like, I mean, truly like a renaissance woman, you know, you write oh, novels, you. you do typewriters, you know, you do fashion, uh, steampunk fashion, I think. Steampunk also
2: That's so cool. cool. Very cool. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's just, you know, the sketch artists, like mm-hmm. the list just goes on and on. Do you find the um, uh, photography? Uh, do you find that the process that you, um, that you apply to one, uh, the thought process on your end sort of applies to others across the board or do you constantly have to retool how you approach each field? Cause you're in so many.
3: Right, right. Um, when it came to sketching, it was just natural to me, um, from elementary school. So it just, it just came to me to do yeah. my mom thought it was weird because I would draw animal heads on human bodies and stuff. You know? <laughs> cool yeah who could draw better than me and i just kind of picked it up that's just always how i've done i didn't go to school for sewing um i just picked it up and another connection to the paranormal we want to go there about my sewing could be my aunt rosie Uh, my 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 great aunt rosie is my grandmother's sister um she made all her own clothes she was dapper she was a Beautiful dress. Her name was Rosie, cool. Rosie Stubblefield. Now we're Stubblefield, and that's what my um, cousin tells me today is that knowing everything that I do, she was yeah. like, "You're really a Stubblefield because we have multi-talents. <laughs> we're just like that, you know." And even on the Rawls yes. end, um, yes. Lou Rawls may be my great uncle. I mean, we we have we don't yeah. have proof, but the singer may be my great uncle. He did sing at a funeral of our, you know, one of our family members. I just don't have proof. Mm-hmm. Um, So that's why I don't go around, oh, that's my uncle. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. We do have a lot of talent on both ends, and that that combines, and I guess that caused me. But let me uh, finish about my Aunt Rosa, though. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. She passed away when I was 11. Um, She's the reason I got my ears pierced. I mean, she did that for me and everything. Um, And I end up with her sewing machine. And um, I'm self-taught sewing. You know, everything I do is with sewing. I tried to hire people because I was just a sketch artist in high school. I was sketch a dress and they would go somewhere else and have it done. You know, because I didn't sew. You know, I wasn't interested in that. I wanted to hire a person to sew. Yeah. But I said, well, I can't do this. I tried hiring people. They didn't see the vision. So I just, long story short, I learned on my own. And next thing you know, I was picked up by a fashion designer who came, uh, Koto Mamalu, um, who was in Project Runway. Really? She looked at my work and said, "Hey, I want you in my first winter show," and she nice. put me in there. And she saw what I, from my own just and my ex-husband. I'm sorry, I put that in there. He bought me my first sewing machine. Okay, that's how I made all that stuff too. Was um, by him, you know, doing that. And God rest his soul, he passed in October of '19. So yeah, <clears throat> but yeah. Um, and when it comes to my um, writing, I used to write skits in junior high.
0: Hmm. Oh,
3: cool. So, okay, It was this boy I had a crush on, but he didn't like me back. So I write mean things. I write whole skits and have people laugh. <laughs> we awesome. do that to this day.
0: <laughs> yeah. I have all of my high school bullies <laughs> yeah. in my books. They're in there. They died. They die miserably. Horribly.
1: It's true. It's true. And embarrassingly.
3: Uh, know, any yeah.
0: I think any writer it, it should do that. It's It's <laughs> therapeutic.
4: We obviously didn't <laughs> get over
3: that the childhood writing started and then I just wrote off and on. And I had a, a manuscript called after death and, um, my grandmother saw it and she threw it away because she thought I was writing about suicide. Like I was going to kill myself. She threw it away. Oh. And never, you know, I was like, what? You know, that's crazy. I would never even think about that. And so she threw that away. It broke my heart. Oh, um, and then, um, later, you know, later on, of course I, I just pick things up and then I just study things and I just, um, it just comes to me to do that. And um how I got into photography, if all this ties together, am I answering the question? I don't know if I'm... Yeah, you are. It. It's great. You're it's basically, great. You're basically okay. describing so yourself Mark as an auto Again, my buddy Mark Carbon, and he better be watching. Keep talking about... He that.
1: left a couple comments. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Is he in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he said oh, hi a couple times. Okay, so he was the... He'll tell you. He was the photographer for me when I was doing fashion design and stuff like that. And mm. he would photograph women in my dresses. And he did it brilliantly. He's a brilliant photographer. And um, one day he just stopped wanting to do it. Um, it wasn't us. It was just something he was dealing with. So we um, said, okay, well, Paul said, I'm going to teach you how to do photography. I'm going to teach you myself. That's my boyfriend. <clears throat> and um, I said, okay, well, I didn't even know he was a photographer. I mean, I had been with him for a couple of years at that point, and I had no idea he even knew that he never talked about it so he taught me um all the basics and everything and next thing he knew i knew i started teaching myself flash taught myself infrared taught myself all the other stuff but he started me with the basics then he taught me film photography and all that and i got my first role right you know usually your first role is a mess but my yeah. first role was correct so i was oh, i just wow. it just comes to me like that you know and Autodidact, Spe- I guess they call it. Um song. autodidact. Yep. You're true autodidact. Of, here it is.
0: Speaking of infrared, my favorite picture in this book is of Saint is your infrared photo of the front of Saint Thomas Catholic Church.
3: Ooh, yeah. Was it pink? Is that yes. pink? Greens?
0: Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> this one right here. I love this.
3: Oh, thank this you. This is
0: beautiful. Look, check that out. I know the yeah. way she did that. It's un- unbelievable.
3: Thank it's you. So good. Um, that was with my I had a I have a D seven fifty. The Nikon D750 that we converted to, uh, well, I'm sorry, oh. that was converted to 590 nanometer um, infrared to in order to do that. So, and then you still have to do some Photoshop. You still have, so, to,
1: yeah, yeah, because it's, yeah, it's like it's beautifully chromatic, and then you do you have the pink popping everywhere. That's really cool.
0: You know, this book is is inspirational to me because I want to go to abandoned places like this. And I want to come out with story ideas like you come out with these photographs.
2: Yeah. you know,
0: you're, you're able to capture like just the I'm gonna say the the after essence yeah. of these of these places yeah, that draw resonant. all of the imagination as to what happened to get them here. Yeah. I want to come away with story ideas from places like that. Yeah. Man, it's really it's really cool work that you're doing. Yeah. I really, really like it. <laughs>
3: I, yeah. You know, another thing, too, about 2015, um, I'll, I'll never forget how I wanted to go inside, outside these buildings so badly. I was sitting in orientation for a job that I was just starting, and I was looking through their... I don't know if it... it couldn't have been their computer because I was just starting. I, maybe my phone, but I noticed a Abandoned Nashville. um was oh, yeah. an Abandoned Nashville movement, too. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. I was like, oh, I want to be a part of y'all so bad. And I used to write to them and, and try to... Go with them, you know. I wanted to go with the group, but they, yeah, never, you know, extended a, a welcome on that. So, really, you know, no, no they're lost. I don't Whatever. know, yeah. And I just, all those years, I wanted to do it. And then when I met Mark, like I said, he was already shooting in these places, models and stuff. And mm-hmm. while he was shooting, sometimes I would just wander and shoot the building, you know, yeah. That's what I was mostly interested in. So, yeah,
0: yeah, the problem is, is probably that that abandoned Nashville group is made up of transplants, not actually like locals who were raised here, or born here. Yeah. They probably migrated here. Like so many people have from other States and they're just and,
1: using it for their own. Yeah. 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 There's no like deep and that's my best appreciation guess. for Well, that's uh that's one of the interesting things about what you do, you know, with the photography book is that you really are shining a spotlight on Memphis in an mm-hmm. interesting way. I mean, you're, Every city's got it, but no one wants to talk about it. And it's it's got a story. Every place Mm -hmm. is gonna have a story, Mm -hmm. you know. And uh, how does it make you feel whenever you go to these places, Natasha? Um, it's
3: like I I want to know why it's abandoned in some of these places. Like, especially, I want to know more about how long that church was abandoned for. Why? Would you leave something like this and not make it into some sort of museum? That one church, um, the one with the infrared picture, mm-hmm. it is in a rough place. Um, maybe that's why they won't convert it. Even the uh, Aretha Franklin's old house, yeah, you know, um, that's the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't get in. I just get there's this board I could get a, a lens through <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, because there's a rumor that her old bathtub is still in there. So how i feel about it, it's like i just want to know i mean i know why she left i mean you know sure but the other stuff is you know i want to know why i want to every time i see a house or see a business that shut down i want to know yeah. the why's and, and what's i want everything, mm-hmm.
2: everything.
3: yeah 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 you know? well uh, i mean at the same time because i do have a phobia it's megalophobia i do have yeah. that i've had it since i yeah, was a kid. We were going to ask was that was happy. my next question oh really um, yep my grandma used to take me shopping downtown Little Rock, and it was a you know, great shopping area back then, you know, and they changed it. and But I, at the time, everything was shutting down, you know. And I was yeah. four years old. I'll never forget, she had me by the arm, and I would stop, and I would peek in, pull my arm back, and peek in like that in the glass. And, of course, you see this big, vast blackness and, and nothing but the lights that are off. And I, and I just pull back like that, and I got scared. It's like a thrill in a way.
2: You know, yeah. mm-hmm.
3: You're scared and you're thrilled at the same time. That's how. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, it's mm-hmm. like a roller coaster to some people. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know,
1: yeah, it's like a little adrenaline junkie kind of exactly, thing. Like, exactly. yeah, and
3: there is I, a- I won't go into a theater if it's no one in there but me. Like my, mom, oh, ooh, my right. daughter, oh, she could tell you because <laughs> before COVID, before COVID, um, she and I um, went into a theater and. There was nobody there but me and her like the, we had bought our ticket and everything went up there and there's nobody nobody yeah. and i and i said well I said, I- I'll go up there if you do, you know, like this. And she backed off. Like, you ever see that meme of um Homer Simpson? When <laughs> just receding into the, the shrubs. That's, yeah. what That's what she did. I said, don't do that. I said, okay. And we left. We just sat up and we laughed about it for hours after. <laughs> we said, we can't do this. Neither one of us. I mean, I can't go. So long story short, I can't. You know, even if there's one other person, what if they go for popcorn? I'm sitting in this thing by myself, I'm not doing it. We're both you know,
1: going for popcorn.
3: Yeah, we're all going for
1: popcorn. <laughs> we're all going for popcorn, and we're <laughs> holding hands while we do it. Uh, yeah, you know,
3: uh-huh. so, well, I, I can't do it. I mean, but I, you know, I, when I do explore, like I say, I have one person with me, at least one person. Good. How I feel when I go into a place that's big like that? It feels like it's crushing me, like it's a, uh, it's pushing down on me like pressure. Yeah. And it's hard to explain. It's like it's going to collapse. And even when I shot real estate, because I did that for a while. Um, if a house was over, um, if it was close to 20,000, I mean, not 20,000, but 2,000 square feet, I would have to have someone go with me. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That's, so that's something you've carried. I mean, you, that that started when you were a girl. Mm hmm. Yep. You carried that all your life. Yep. Has, it, is that, do you have does that influence your? Do you feel like that influences your writing, or has that influenced your career as an author in any way? No,
2: mm-hmm. no. Okay. I
3: don't even get factors in unless I'm describing a character who may have the same affliction. Okay. Um, but most people have claustrophobia. I don't That's have me. Uh, being in a closet. I mean, when I was a kid, the, for some reason, a daycare teacher. I was four years old. I can remember everything from three up. So I'm weird like that too. Yeah. But yep. Um, I. She put me in the closet for some reason. And I don't remember why. I was just put in the closet. And I just started playing in there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. no fear. Um, I'm
1: actually with like, Natasha on this. Like, closed and fi- confined spaces. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It I feels so, like, cocooning, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Like, like you get into like a, you know, like if you if you're on like a cruise ship or if you're like in a camper or something, you find like some little nook and cranny to like snuggle mm-hmm. up into. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah, it's like the greatest feeling <laughs> in the world. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why it's. Uh, you my know. my greatest
0: fear is being buried alive. Oh, okay. well,
1: uh, it's not, natural, not
0: being yeah. able to. Well, it's it's when it's pressing in on your face and you can't. I gotta
1: show him that Ryan Reynolds uh, movie about uh, you know where he's like buried alive, you, trying to get out. You <laughs> lost
0: me at Ryan Reynolds, man. I don't know. <laughs> That's my second greatest fear. <laughs>
3: Deadpool? Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: right. Deadpool. Yeah.
3: Gonna, I mean, it doesn't bother me going inside of MRI machines or anything like that. That doesn't oh. bother me at all. None right. of that. Oh. I used to work for, for um, St. Vincent in the MRI department. Oh, cool. And people would be scared. I didn't understand that. You know, like we had to sedate them and stuff. Yeah. And I, I wasn't scared at all. But yeah. if you put me in a big old building, a big old abandoned by myself was standing there, it's like that. It's that same irrational fear of that's called. See, I don't
1: like. I'm I'm kind of along those same that's lines where I don't like big, wide open, dark spaces because mm-hmm. at any minute a T-Rex could come thundering out of the shadows <laughs> and bite me. Yeah, that's you know? true. Like, the zombies big could come flooding high, out big of creatures. Them. Exactly. Or yeah. just things well, that I can't shoot in time. Well, let know?
0: me ask you both this: Are you? Do you have any? Do either of you have fear of the ocean?
1: Uh, in the ocean, no, no way We're Not going On in the, the ocean. ocean. Cool in the ocean. Look, that there's that like bird's eye view shot from Pinocchio where like the whale is coming up underneath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like I used to make fun of our little brother because he cried and we had to leave the movie when that happened. But now, like twenty years, thirty years later, I look at that and I'm like, you know what? He was right. Yeah, that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. What
0: about you, Natasha? Are you? Do you have any fear of the ocean at all?
3: No, I I can't even swim, but I'll get in there. I mean, I've uh, I've gotten into pool water that's deep. You know, as long as I got my floaties and all that, I should be afraid, but I'm not.
1: Mm-mm. Nick and I are afraid of sharks inside of pools. It, I think it's called is <laughs> a thassal, <laughs> Yeah, thasalophobia.
0: I, mean, I think you know. is the fear of the deep or something like fear of uh-huh. the sea or, you know. And I have that in a swim a, a swimming pool at night. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't swim in a dark swimming pool at night. You just know
1: there's gonna be a shark. Yeah, there's something in there, dude. From the bottom, yeah, and just, they don't awesome.
0: come out in the day. They're not stupid. <laughs> they're, they know when to come out and nibble on your toes.
1: <laughs> You're gonna pass right by the pool. They like, come in through know. the
0: drain. They're long. They yeah. got big.
1: If, I'm not gonna yeah, do it. I'm it's not like gonna, like gonna the swim the screaming eels from Princess Bride. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know.
2: That's. Just... <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, anyways,
3: <laughs> sorry. But I should be afraid of it, I guess, but I'm not. I'm going to move this light a little bit. Yeah, hey, yeah.
1: Good good for you. Yeah, less <laughs> things to be afraid of, the better.
0: Let me see. Let me ask you this question, because uh, I kind of want to pivot back towards typewriters. Yeah. Do you feel like there's a connection at all between your love of abandoned places yeah. and your love of old typewriters?
3: Mm, uh, I answered that. Hold on one second. I'm sorry. No I'm coming off unprofessional. I just want to make sure that I got that. You're fine. Right Don't worry thing. about it. Yeah. Um, God, come on. You've been talking me. to us for
1: like almost an hour now. I don't think you have to worry about that.
3: Okay. And I'll stay on as long as you want. I don't care about that. Um, mm-hmm. it says uh, no. As the answer was no. I said yes. I decided to try typewriters in 2013. Okay. There's a story with that. So I yes. decided to try. Um. So no, it doesn't really mix in with the two. Um. But I started in 2013 because I was writing the 15-year itch, and it's um, um, the second book to it. It's scratch the sequel. And um, I was writing these books. And I was like, what would it be like to do this on a typewriter? You know, I think that would be cool. So I ordered on eBay um, a royal typewriter, a black royal typewriter for $85. I'll never forget. Okay. okay. <laughs> this thing, it came in. It did not work. The carriage, And they said everything worked. Again, Oops. that that old eBay lie, you know, it <laughs> worked. And it yep. doesn't. And so, you know, oh, fully yeah.
1: functional, sold as is.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, I tried reaching out to them. I said, This don't work, they never answered me.
2: Mm, so yeah,
3: there was in Little Rock, Arkansas, again, no typewriter people around me. The clearest yeah. the closest I could find was New York at the time. I, I didn't know mm. anything about anybody. This Whoa. is twenty thirteen. I didn't know anything about anybody doing this. Yeah. When you do a Google search back then, Nashville didn't come up, um, Alabama yep. didn't come up, it's New York and California. Yep. And all yeah. these places and so i'm like i what am i gonna do so i ended up taking i called a um place in pine bluff arkansas that was yep. a office supply company or something and, yeah. uh, I put the typewriter to them and they said they'll see what they can do they looked at it they called me and said there's nothing we can do with it we don't you know work on oh, them yes. like that um so i said okay i'll be back to get it i never got it i never returned it was 85 dollars yeah the toilet. <laughs> uh, oh man, I'm it, sorry. Mom, I'm like, I need my money, you know, but I said, you know what, I'm going to let go. And then I went inside of this furniture store mm-hmm. and saw an underwood. And that was oh. 14, because there's a picture of my daughter on the Instagram now where she's messing with it when I was trying mm-hmm. to work on it. Because again, it didn't work either. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I got disillusioned. I said, forget it. You know, I'm not going to do any more typewriters. Hey. Kind of, everybody's screwing everybody with them. And
1: yeah, I, none I, of them work.
3: Look, yeah, I couldn't, none of them. And plus, I didn't know how to work on them at the time. And I yeah, didn't yeah. have time because I was working two jobs. You know, I don't have time for this, you know. Wow. So yeah. I stopped, you know, two jobs, plus I'm writing books and doing everything else. I, yeah. And what they call me, Paul called me when he first met me, is a workaholic because I had a, a studio outside my apartment when he met me. So I yeah. would go there in the middle of the night and work. and do, So that's that explains why, you know, I can work two jobs and write and do this and do, you know. Yep because uh-huh. I'm always doing some, I have to do something. So um, yeah. again about the typewriters, I got back into it in February of this year. Um, after a series of events, um, again, I wanted to, what's it like to write with this? Cause I've started back writing mm-hmm. seriously. And then deaths in the family.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: It was like, you know, when I, when working on a typewriter, I felt like it was just therapy. It got me through like working. On it. That was it. You know, when I was done, I mean, while I'm working on it, like, um, it's like I was going through something, a depression or something. And yeah. then I'm working on it. I don't even think about it. Everything's gone. you know. It's almost like this little saying that Roger Moore, it was funny. Um, I recently mm-hmm. found it. He said, you know how, I'll read it to you. Hold on. I mean, fine. Okay. He says, you just sit, you just strum chords whenever you're feeling, hold on. You just uh, strum chords whenever you're feeling wound up. You'd be surprised. It's. Take it just takes your mind off everything. Yeah. Well, so, um, that's typewriters for me. I sit there and y'all you know, forget mm. I'm depressed. I forget what happened. I forget, you know. Yeah. Things temporarily. And then yeah. I'm done the typewriter. Sit it up. Bat, you know, I tag them and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's next? You know. Typewriter. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think that's how I ended up with my forty-something odd uh, group here
0: you have 40 typewriters
3: (laughs) well i have over 40. um as a matter of fact dude is how i keep up with it right it's by Uh, mr leo i hope he's watching too um leo (laughs) who is simple man 45 on instagram
0: oh yeah simple man 45 yeah what are you talking about
3: yeah he's awesome yeah he's yeah he
2: started
0: following us
3: a while ago i've been
0: following him for like Two years. Yeah, okay, he's yeah, awesome. He's really cool. He was one of the first people I followed after watching California Typewriter. I was like, I got to okay. start following yes. people yeah. who are into typewriters. I can't. This is yeah. going to be my new thing.
3: Yeah, Dude, so this that's is, awesome. I keep up with them all. I have right here. It says forty-five typewriter. Ah, oh, that's awesome. That's yeah, <laughs> now two or three of them had to go back to the workbench. Well, I mean, those are forty-five or forty, at least forty-three actual working typewriters. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's so that great. Is, so, so impressive. Guess, um, if you want to see it real quick, this is my latest typewriter. My latest. Yeah, typewriter. yeah, yeah, please.
1: Is um, that Quiet Deluxe?
3: Yeah, it is. It's the one. Yeah. That, uh, cool, yeah. Just, um, oh,
1: looks like my baby. I yeah. saw this on your Instagram page. Is oh, that yeah. a um, 55? It's
3: a 52.
1: 52? Wow.
3: 52. 52. 52.
1: wow. Dude, nice.
0: It says awesome.
3: AG for the serial number. AG, which was odd. I couldn't really put the two together, but. It was in the 52 range on um, the typewriter database, and um it's got the original book in it. And it's ironic; it says, "You own the world's number one port." <laughs> <laughs> and on the inside, it said, "Your new typewriter and all this." And I'm like, "Wow! I feel like I really bought this in 1952." <laughs> That's awesome. You know? So, so it's, cool. geez, I just love it, and it typed. Well, at the beginning, so no problem.
1: Does it? Okay, yeah.
0: So, when
3: yeah. you wrote your books and you, you actually wrote on a typewriter, That's which what is I was awesome. Ask, yeah. Uh, well, which, uh, those books I didn't, um, but I was saying, what would it be like to do that? You oh, know, God, what, okay. two, these two here, no, okay, um, okay. And the, that one, no, I didn't, but I am writing books now, yeah, I write stories now. in my one type page, mm. um, I s- submit stuff by typewriter every day. So, my current, I have two. Uh, current stories running you know that i'm typing
0: yes okay now do you um do you do you have a website where you upload pictures or works that you've done on a typewriter
3: no just the one type page i use that um and that's it um because i need to cut down some of my um social media a bit in order to have time for that you know i
2: yeah
3: you know, I don't have a website yet. I was supposed to be doing that, and I fell down on the job doing. that. But, um, <laughs> I'm, I, the, I'm
0: the same way. I'm I'm the i in the exact same boat. Mm-hmm. I need to do that. I just can't get around to doing it because
3: I've done it before. Um, and I just I just stopped it. I don't know. I just didn't because I'm getting discovered more so through social media social media, um, Instagram is, and Facebook is how they found me for the abandoned series. Um, the, the abandoned North and South Memphis is part of a series of books that um, the website America through Time does mm-hmm. Font Hill media. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in the Fonthill media is from the UK and they okay. emailed me saying well they te- they messaged me first and because I didn't respond, they started messaging my other accounts saying, hey, we love your pictures. We'd like to publish a book with you in it, you know, with your work in it and all this. They didn't know I could write, they had no idea that I could write <laughs> at all. You know, they just saw my pictures. So I'm like a website at this point. I mean, I know I need one, but I'm having quite a bit of fortune with
0: yeah using social media. Like, gosh, one more thing to keep up with. I'm you know, there isn't exactly see. engagement on a website. I mean, you just maybe yeah have people sign up to an email list. But then again, then you have to manage an email list,
2: right? Right, right.
0: And that's a lot. And in, you know, the creative doesn't want to be a marketer. I mean, we're trying to do the work of, you know, yeah, books. We're trying to create art, you know?
1: Yeah, it's that passion versus paycheck thing that gets so tough. It's very cool. You you really are in a lot of ways what uh, what Jordan Peterson describes Natasha as like someone who's hyper industrious. You know, he talks about how like there are certain people where like if you just if you just hand them a hatchet and send them into the woods, they'll just start chopping down trees, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and start like building boats and just yeah. I had a friend who uh who's a chiropractor who was like that. Like he could not sit still. Mm-hmm. He always had to be doing mm-hmm. my wife's something. like that. My wife's like yeah, 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 that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, there's just I'm not that guy, like I'm totally like, Oh, I got a day off, like I'm not getting out of bed. Like <laughs> I might write a chapter. I'm you gonna know.
0: make it productive. So I'm, I'm gonna read I really all day. Cool, you know? That's a productive day for me.
3: Right. I feel guilty if I sleep in bed all day. I actually yeah. feel guilty. Like it's weird. Now I have, you know, like I have to make myself and convince myself today's okay for you to rest. It's okay for you yeah. not to yeah. get up and do anything. It's okay.
1: You know, and our narrator, I feel
3: bad um, like I missed something.
2: something
1: oh yeah, like you, you know that is true, and that's that's healthy to, to for to a certain extent to feel that way. Like you know, you only have so much time. You know yeah. on the earth and you only have so much time in the day and there really are there's only so many hours in the day and yeah. you have to kind of like you have to figure out how to budget that yeah you and only have all those things going on and a parent finished. too so yeah, I mean, you can't just parent. stay in bed all day yeah our narrator yeah. our uh, uh, adam Burl, he's uh he's in the uk he's in england and he and his yeah. wife are both like that like mm-hmm. they both have full-time jobs they both you know have a couple kids and you know, he does all the audio narration for our books and then she does like all these resin projects. And I, I'm on him all the time. I'm like, Adam, sleep. Go to sleep, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Like he's watching this right now. Yeah, it's yeah. like eleven o'clock or twelve o'clock over there. Yeah, yeah. He'll get yeah. up at like four in the morning, you know, and something it's like, Adam, I need you alive, yeah. buddy. Like
3: <laughs> you know, like yeah. and Natasha, same thing, like go to bed. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, so- I don't go to bed until Paul comes in. Like I, I work, 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 work till midnight. Want, and, okay, Tasha, it's time for bed. I'm like, mm-hmm. I work on. No, I don't go. <laughs> <laughs> There's still too much to do. You know. Yeah, I know. I have to because he can't stand the sound of typewriters. He calls them the. I mean, even though he's warmed up to them. Yeah. But he calls them the loudest laptops in the world. <laughs> It's, true. it's yeah, true. I can't argue with
1: them on that at all actually. One, yeah. They
0: are and when I
3: use them. I even <laughs> try using the quiet ones. They say they're quiet, but they're not mm. quiet. This yeah. one actually kind of got a it's kind of muffled. This one. You know, yeah. I, I had,
0: had a I had a Corona Silent Super.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think yeah. when they when they say quiet deluxe or silent super or silent, I think they're talking about the bell. They're talking they I think be. I think they're talking about how loud the bell is cuz you yeah. couldn't even hear that bell. It was Yeah. It was almost non-existent. It was like a whiff of it. sound. Yeah, you couldn't hear it over the typing. At yeah. All. yeah, it was, it was super time silent. Time.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: you know. Yeah,
0: yeah.
3: yeah. That, that must be it, because I, I don't, you know, otherwise they, you still hear the little tapping, and he can't stand that. I can't, so yeah. <laughs> because yeah, I can't type it to him more. If I do, I have to go out there somewhere, and I'm not gonna do this. So.
1: I know. I have that same problem because uh, I use a, a Royal Quiet Deluxe, and it's uh, it's the only functioning typewriter i have and it was like my grandmother's when she was in high school mm-hmm. and i've had it for like 15 years and and now i i live in a house with my younger brother who could not care less about any of it and so <laughs> yeah. like and our bedrooms are right next to each other mm-hmm. you know so i either have to like wait for a time when i know he's not trying to sleep or i have to like take it downstairs you know and you know no, man you should
0: push the desk up against that wall oh it is up
1: against that wall and then and then wait until like five in the morning like the last hour he has to sleep and then just start banging away and don't
0: right, do right. it rhythmically no no mm-hmm. of course not no. yeah. just short bursts yeah wait
3: Yes, yes, yeah. me short bursts, yeah. and then i think or try to put myself into the character because mm-hmm. i that's important too it's like i have a um, what do you call it they, they say you have, it's a natural talent you have to have it was a um uh,
1: like a synesthesia
3: yeah, you you have to. What's his name? Glenn Gers, the guy who wrote the screenplay mm-hmm. for um, Fracture. He has a screenplay channel where he teaches you about that on YouTube. Oh, oh interesting! It okay. you like, cool. It's like method acting. You, it's method writing. Yeah, and wow. I sit and I, I have to put myself in the mind of what would you say? What would you do? Mm-hmm. So, and then type, you know, but so it's in burst, you know, like that, that's why. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, well, that's good characterization, you know. How long mm-hmm. have you, um, I mean, you've been writing for a long time, uh, and then you wrote a trilogy of novels, is that right? Are they connected?
3: Yes, um, first was um, the 15 year itch, and then scratched the sequel, where mm-hmm. the, the kids are grown, and they're getting into all type of hijinks and all that mm-hmm. um, themselves, and then, you know, because when, um, when Ava left, her husband eventually she had to because she got pregnant by simon <laughs> and then so her and simon made a family of their own so you know there's us uh, hijinks and stuff going on with that and then right now i'm still writing scarred which is book three which tells the backstory of the characters oh
1: cool so there's
3: okay. that book isn't out you know of course i'm still working on that one um i'm i'm a, quite a few mm pages into it i'm quite a few words into it though, though So i need to be rounding out finishing this
0: i got a question for you um these are these are books you're writing under the pen name simone moore mm.
3: yeah. um well these three the trilogy is under natasha Rawls, but my oh, recent is? Work is um my recent works are under um simone moore here yeah.
0: how did you choose that that pen name
3: um that is the combination mm-hmm. of simon templar and roger moore
0: Oh, that's awesome. I knew it. I knew that (laughs) at least the more came from Roger Moore. I was like, it's got to be. It's a male muse.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, that's where I got it from. And so, you know, because my characters are so much the opposite of what you would think I would write. I mean, I guess I can put it that way. I mean, if you (laughs) see that largely um, from the late 40s, 50s, 60s, yeah, so it's very opposite of, of me a lot of whatever. Yeah, and that's yeah. but that's the characterizations i'm you know familiar with and that i'm inspired by mm-hmm. um yeah. i watched a lot of that growing up so
1: well, that's the era of cinema that you really seem to
3: gravitate towards yes the,
1: yeah yeah that's cool how long did it take you to write those two novels
3: months um because I'll, I'll tell you what propelled me to finish the 15 year age because i had started while i was working for arkansas well it was a hospice, hospice place I was working for. And um, it was a stressful job. You know, I was miserable. And one day I called in one day too many <laughs> to mm-hmm. and, um And they fired me, you know.
2: Yeah.
3: Well, when I got fired, I was like, you know what? I'm going to finish this novel. Yeah. You Good know? for you. And so I just started finishing the novel. Um, and um, I finished it like within a month after that because at first it was yeah right here right there it would have taken forever mm-hmm. then I just yeah. started doing that and I made a little money here and there my dad sold my books and everything so I was kind of able to float no. yeah you know, from there you know um, cool. so that was something I stepped out and I did it and I don't regret it and a couple of months later came um, scratch the sequel. Yeah, and years down the line I still haven't finished number three
1: <laughs> <laughs> it happens. that's all right
3: that, that was just life taking over and all that um, what's funny is people have I want to encourage people who say they don't have time to write um, or they want to start writing but they're afraid that they don't have the time I used to I worked two jobs as I say I was single parent for a while and um, I would take breaks like in my first job, at lunch, I would go and I'd write on my laptop, on my Mac, um, yeah. during lunch. I'd eat, I'd eat first, then I'd start typing little sentences. Even if it's two or three sentences, I got those sentences in, okay? Good for you. Then, then, um, I had a second job working at night, and those were the I, They supported me so much. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm sorry, but I wrote at night. What I would do is I would clean offices at night for a second job. Oh, OK. Um, yeah. When I I would hurry up and get the work done, I would do my job well, you know, from what they say. But I would <clears> come <throat> to the offices, go through so I could hurry up and get to my desk. I would close the door yep. in somebody's office and start typing up my story.
2: <laughs> but I
3: was awesome. one of the first ones to get finished because I was so excited. And they witnessed me finish my novel. They actually did. The people That's who cool. me and get it published. And they was like, oh, man, I want a copy. I want a copy. And a couple of people there said, "Hey, you saved my marriage." You know what I'm saying with this because of the love scenes. You know, they're like, uh-huh. "Oh, that's <laughs> awesome!" Hey. hey, you know what? I it's love too. that. Awesome. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so they Who were so thought. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah that, that was that was great. I mean, I just want to let you know you can steal some time and it'll, it'll, you can finish. You can, you know, it, I just have a passion for it too, just like sewing. You know, I was doing that too. Like I said, I'd be up at two in the morning doing that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because I had to finish something for a fashion show or whatever. So.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can find time. You can. You really can. I think it's a line from Star Trek. You make time for what you love.
0: Yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah.
1: So, pretty yeah. sure that's uh, Rathacon.
0: I have yeah. another typewriter question for you. Yeah. And, and it's not my question. It's actually my friend Michael's question. Oh, yeah. Good okay. yeah. We were going to be interviewing you, and he wanted me to ask you this. Yeah, he was excited about this interview. Uh, he he said... Uh, Michael said, uh, "What model of typewriter would you suggest for a new author that was wanting to maybe invoke some nostalgia while writing?" No, oh, yeah,
3: new I'll author, say,
0: first typewriter.
3: Um, my first, well, I'll, I'll say my first one, but I don't know if I suggest it because what all you're going to do is get bored with it quickly, and you're going <laughs> go to. else. when my first typewriter was a um, 1966 Sears Tudor, little plastic thing, hmm. um, and it's, it's sitting right there on the floor. Um, <laughs> I, I got so bored with that so quick. I, that's when I jumped into Royals and Underwoods, the big ones, the, the Royal Tens, and all that. Yeah, I,
0: yeah, I got uh, an Underwood right there behind Jonathan. Yeah. That's a forty-eight Underwood. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. love it.
3: Love them, Yeah. So I jumped into that. But for a new person getting in and wanting to be inspired, at the same thing that Joe Van Cleve said in his interview about something to this effect: um, you don't want something that you have to work on right then because you're going to get frustrated. You know, you might want to buy something like in the fifth, the 1920s machines are more complicated. You know, I got some that were working, but they're more, the bigger Mm -hmm. to deal with. So I I just say, you probably need to start with something like this, a Royal Quiet Deluxe or maybe a Remington um, Quiet Writer. I have three of those. Mm. Um, Remington Quiet Writer um, or um rod serling's machine which was a royal kmg
2: oh really i have
3: writing i mean that is that has inspired people those kmgs and kmms hmm, okay. for that um for writing stories and stuff they are um simple Man, mini- old twilight zone that, um, that's a leo says that that's an understatement when i say that it's a workhorse typewriter, yeah. the kmg but it's it's the one if you um Looking for that, that's the one to start off with. But I mean, either one of those, something from the 50s, maybe 60s range, but you'll, mm-hmm. the 60s is so plasticky.
2: You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm, it started to mm-hmm.
3: get a little plastic at that time. You might yeah. stick with the late 40s, but really to 50s. But 50s, the 50s
1: right, is like the sweet yeah. spot between I mean, something exactly. that's not overly complicated, right. something that you can find a lot of parts for, mm-hmm. something that yes. like there's probably going to be a YouTube video about, mm-hmm. you yes. know, and, you know, but still like not be made out of a bunch of plastic that's just gonna break and fall. In yeah, what...
3: the shops like working on them too, Nashville typewriter because I've reached out to yeah. him about my twenties machines and he was you know he's more into the, the mid century ones himself, yeah. you know what he told. Um yeah. so um yeah so anybody just starting in case your machine breaks down or something like that, it's best to have a fifties model around yeah. Okay.
1: So you yeah. said Rod Serling, uh creator of the Twilight Zone? Yes. Royal okay. Camp, Dude do you do you like the Twilight Zone? Do you watch? That's
3: what I watched growing up. I love.
1: Isn't it awesome? And it's even better. Like it's just as prescient today as it yes. was. Yeah.
2: You know, it's like yeah. I, I used to, yeah. I mm-hmm. used
1: to uh, every Saturday back when I was uh, back when I was working security. I would, uh, I would have Twilight Zone Saturday where I just like make <laughs> fish sticks and chicken fingers, <laughs> and I just like sit in my room and just watch all Twilight Zone episodes yeah, all man. day. Yeah. It's so yeah. much fun. It's so cool. Like, yeah, it's a, that's one of those shows that'll i never get old. Yeah, but I gotta look into one of those now. The Royal KMG. Yeah, yeah I'm, gonna I'm gonna check one of those out. That might be my one. next one. Is Saturn Olivetti? I don't know. I don't know. If it's good I don't enough know. for Rod, it's good enough for me. Well, man. he was awesome. Yeah,
3: Rod. Right, well, yeah, if... I got a picture of him with one on my site on my um, Instagram. He's sitting there, oh, with really, just like mine. Yeah, and he's got cigarettes well, and everything. And I'm like, man, I know my machine was covered with cigarettes. Oh it was. <laughs> I hear yeah. that's
0: a common thing with typewriter repair guys. They yeah. they the machines come in, they have to clean them, yeah, and repair them. They're and they and they're all lucky strikes. They do, yeah. They've yeah. got grime, like nicotine grime and yeah. cigarette the smoke all over and them. And I'm like,
1: yeah. Do you really want to clean that off? It's kind of like that's the, that's the
0: essence oh yeah. of the typewriter, you yeah. know? That's
1: the juice,
2: man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's the juice. Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: I'll tell you if the Royal
0: Quiet Deluxe was good enough for Hemingway. Right. Yeah. right, you right know, that's, Yeah, man. Yeah. That's really cool. So what typewriter do you feel like Natasha has the best feel when you're typing on? It's just smooth
3: and oh, easy yeah. to
0: work with. Like, what do you what gives you the most typing, like tactile typing pleasure? My most recent
3: one like that is my Remington 12 from 1926, okay. and it has the, if I'm right, right hand return. Not right
0: hand here. return.
3: Right, it, really? I, it's my right hand. Yeah, because it's over here. I'm switched oh, right now because I'm, I'm looking. But if you're facing it, it's not over here, okay? It's over here. The handle's over here. That's what so I'm So you thinking. pull it. Yeah, yeah you pull, pull it with it, pull the right yes, hand. Yes, and pull it and push like that. Yeah. Okay. That, that wow. one is so tactile and nice, and that's what I've been doing a lot of my writings with lately. Um, my other typewriters are jealous now. They like, oh, the latecomer comes here and gets all the work. You know? <laughs> yeah, because at first I was using my 1923 Royal, and it works. And it's from Canada. It's a Canadian model. It wasn't made in Canada, but it was ended up in Canada. somehow, you know, had the, it's little symbols. The little yeah. uh, pound symbol is one of the keys, um, oh, cool. and it um, works great now. I mean, I can just start typing on it like like liquid. It's easy to type. Mm-hmm. It. Yeah, um, and as far as portable, uh, oh, and I'll tell you one that's amazingly easy to work on and use was the Oliver. Um, really? The 1915 Oliver, that was amazingly easy. I was like, why come they didn't yeah. making these typewriters like this? The hmm. Oliver, you just took the carriage off like that. I mean, just. 1915
2: you know, Oliver, cool.
3: And, make, and replacing the carriage um, string or whatever, the, the strap mm-hmm. was remarkably simple. Yeah. Remarkable without cutting a finger off and all that <laughs> <laughs> you know, messing with these things, you know, the, the carriage strap. So you know, I'm sorry, I, I went off the 10 Yeah, that's great. That that nineteen twenty-six um Remington is just amazing to work on. Amazing. I mean that that's just one uh, and in the nineteen twenty three Royal Tent.
0: The Royal Ten. Is that okay. a? Is that a? Well, were, were they? Was that a portable?
3: Royal Ten? No. Yeah, it was well, the, the standard. standard. It's right. The big old. They call me the Queen of standards. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: like the standard typewriters?
3: <laughs> I was reminded of that this morning at the. Do y'all ever go to the Typewriter Club Live TCL? That's
0: no, no, never really been
3: there. Short. No. Because uh-uh. um, I was there this morning, and um, somebody asked. They said, "You know, that's a." Uh, this typewriter, okay, I was showing it. They said, You know it's a portable typewriter, right? I said, Yeah, why you say that? Why and you yeah. Well, you know, you got all these standard typewriters, you're in the standards. <laughs> and I okay. said, Yeah, well, I got like um a whole bunch of a whole gaggle of portable, but they don't ever see that. They never see yeah. it.
1: So Well, I mean, you do have like forty something typewriters, so yeah. But, uh, yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah, that's messy, Which is- you know. I, honestly, I think
1: you might have more type I'm not entirely sure, but I think you might have more typewriters than uh, Richard Polt.
2: Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, it's possible.
1: Well, he's. Yeah, I think he's given
0: away a lot. I think he remember he, he said his has. wife wants him to get get rid of a lot of them. Uh,
1: yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah, that's that's fair. Um, but whatever. I mean, a win's a win. Yes. You know <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think Natasha. I think uh, you and I maybe connected because uh, we had interviewed Richard Polt. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I saw it. I watched it. Yeah, yes. I, I think that's uh, yeah, it, did I think that's maybe where we initially connected was uh, yeah. over that Richard, right yeah, 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 that was a lot of fun. It was a lot one. of fun, yeah.
3: I, I mean, love watching his interview, and I, he's inspiring too. And right. um, you know, he's got where you can um, what's the word uh, not audition, but I need to turn in a story to him for oh, it. yeah, yeah, submissions,
0: uh, really, yeah, I mean, submissions, yeah, yeah.
3: So, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, I just had to go get my look remington.
0: at that Dang. look at that's the remington 12 beautiful yes. oh
3: my god it won't go to the, the, the turntable sheet. guys
0: <laughs> that's okay <laughs> look how oh, shiny sheet. it is i mean you really keep your it looks like you really keep it in good condition yes, oh, yes.
3: i do i love her oh my goodness She's so, so good. it's got it's got
0: the it's got the round oh, key they're like glass keys round keys they're so, it's,
3: uh-huh. so yep. it's
0: probably got to
1: be pre-40s what year is it 26 26 that is shiny. Wow. that is like obsidian man that is beautiful
3: Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I cleaned her up. Um, she has vertical um ribbon mechanism. You open oh, the yeah, floor on the side. yeah. Um, let me oh, you can see this. Okay, you open the door and there's the ribbon, it's vertical.
0: Oh, that's cool. Oh, wow,
3: yeah. Man, and this it, everything works on it like it's like brand new. Out the Where,
0: Did you get that on eBay or did you find that somewhere else? Where, where'd you get it?
3: You'd be amazed. I just complained about Paul not liking typewriters, but he bought it he's a good dude
0: Yeah, he sounds he's awesome. a good dude
3: yeah. shut up Paul. <laughs> until the sun went down and, and then he around and bow you know, <laughs> oh
1: that's love natasha oh, yeah that's what it is
3: eric um in new hampshire he said he and in one of his letters because i do have pen pals and stuff i love that yeah. and um he said well it's it's crazy how he complains and enables you <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah that's right yeah uh
1: yeah. yeah that if that's not love natasha i don't know what yeah.
3: is you know <laughs> <tomorrow. Yeah. laughs> i'm gonna help
1: you but i'm gonna
3: complain about it the whole yeah, time say no more typewriters but then here's a no. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday do you uh do you my, have my paid? birthday the remington five but it was the wrong remington so he had to go and buy me another one, which was the really <laughs> – yeah. another- yeah, yeah. That's beautiful, be but it's the wrong one.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah.
3: Good-
0: yeah. It's the wrong one. He got you the wrong one. So, oh, it's beautiful. It's what a wonderful – that's so thoughtful, but it's actually the wrong one. So we no, need to get another one. by that much. We'll, add, we'll just add it to the clock. It's fine. I did yeah. want one of
1: these. Yeah, I wanted one of these anyways. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Do you – um?
0: Well, that's it for this episode, guys. We would love it if you tell your friends about the show. Maybe leave us a good review. And also, consider becoming an honorary Gosling. An official exclusive membership to the Gosling gets you exclusive access to interviews and conversations that we can't have on YouTube. Plus, you'll get free digital downloads of some of our books and excerpts and writing. Uh, Also, and check this out, you get to participate in a live monthly Discord chat with us. Uh, We do this once a month now. Um, All this plus more if you join our community on Patreon for just $5 a month. I mean, that's nothing. $5 a month, it's a cup of coffee. So go to patreon.com forward slash thegoslings and sign up today. Thanks for listening. Now go forth and strike down the darkness.